Welcome to Sports Tonight on a Wednesday. I'm sports producer Scott Pennyman. Emily. We're back together. The family's back together. This is always great every time we have a chance to do sports tonight. It really is. It's it's my favorite part of the week, Scott. It's a treat for me. Is it really your favorite part of the week? Yes, because, you know, you and I are, I don't want to say we argue, but we agree on nothing. You know, I don't even call it arguments. I just call it spirited Disagreements? From two people. Who who like sports. Love sports and are passionate about sports, right? Yeah. Hey, so I'm fresh fresh in off uh, heading out from... Falcons training camp. Uh, they were prepping today uh, for their Friday preseason game against the Bengals. Bengals coming to town, right? Yep. Right down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, today was sort of, I was out there, it was sort of a laid-back day. I would imagine. A lot of guys were in shorts. Not a whole lot of physical uh, stuff. Coach Arthur Smith said he planned it that way because he wanted to give the guys, they really went hard in the joint practices down in Miami and all that stuff and they've really been going hard the last few days so he kind of wanted to take the foot off the gas pedal a little bit so what's your take so far I mean obviously uh they're playing Friday night looks like more of the starters are going to go Desmond Ritter he said uh you know coach will say he kind of play it by ear just because you know he just wants to see how the game goes to determine who's going to play how long but what would you be looking for I imagine first team offense playing maybe two series three max. I don't think they're going the whole quarter or the entire first half. I just don't see how that's happening. But uh, I think for Desmond Ritter, who definitely needs more reps, he doesn't have the most experience as a starter. I think it's good for him to just get out there, uh, you know, be in his element, uh, especially B. John Robinson as well, being out there, has never really played on that field before. I'm sure he'll get a couple of carries uh, and then they'll sit him out. And I heard even Kyle Pitts might make an appearance uh if he does maybe catch one ball and put him on the bench so uh i think it's good for the guys to go out there and just familiarize themselves with that field with that stadium even if they've been there a million times before it's always good you have a break right months worth of breaks um before you get back on the field so i think it's good for them to be able to go back out there even if it's just for a couple of reps and that's you know what coach smith said he wants some reps from all of his guys some clear clean reps uh, before the season starts. So, you know, I'm into it. I think they should get out there. I think every starter but, like, CP should be able to – and maybe Calais because, let's be honest, that man started in how many games in his career? Almost 40. (laughs) He's played in a decent amount of NFL football games. Yeah, so maybe, like, just let them, like, do whatever they do on the sidelines. But um, I think for everybody else, they should get out there. Even Again, even if it's just for a series. Yeah. It doesn't hurt you, right? No, and it's funny you bring up Calais because he was actually talking today about – he said he wants to play in the preseason Really? Game. Yeah, he, he said he wants to get out there because he says nothing can simulate an NFL game. He, you know, he thought about it and he said, could I be ready, you know, if I don't play any preseason games? He's like, sure. I mean, at this point, 36 uh, – for as old as he is, 36, <laughs> 37 years old, he yeah. played so many seasons. He said, yeah, I could probably get myself ready to play – uh, a football game by week one without any preseason games. But he says, look, I'll be more ready if I play a preseason game. So I think even he wants to get out there and play. Look, 
I stood on the side of I want these guys to go in the first preseason game just because I feel like if you're a well-oiled machine, if you're a team who's been in that same offense, who've, who've had the same quarterback and the same guys on offense and the same guys on defense for a long time, I think that's when you should sit guys in the preseason game. That's not the Falcons. The Falcons are, you know, look, they're in a situation where uh, Ritter's in his first full season of quarterback. They got some new pieces around him. I thought they should have played in the first game because this is not a well-oiled machine. This is not a veteran team. I think – they needed as many reps as they could possibly get to be the kind of team that they want to be, that, that they can be. And so I really feel like playing all the preseason game. Well, maybe You're not the last that. one, but I think. I think it's injuries, two. though. That's that's the problem, right? You're just so scared to injure a player that's the problem. during these games. And, and if you do, it's like you can't explain. Like when you have to answer to like Arthur Blank, why did you put him out there during the preseason? He tore his ACL or whatever the case may be. Like those are things you don't want to have to answer. You just say we're getting ready for a football season and you can't live in your fears. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, well, All right. Like seriously. All right, I mean, coach. I, look, I just think in the NFL, guys are going to get hurt. It's a part of the game. You have to prepare for an NFL season. Guys have to be ready to play football games. And I just think you can't live in your fears to the point where you're scared to play guys in, in, in a preseason football game. Because look, once the season starts, they're going to begin hit anyway. Is it really better? To, is it really that much worse off to get injured in the first regular season game? I think and so. Then it is the third preseason game. I mean, I don't know. I think it, it, it's actually it counts. Then you know, like wins and losses, and that's how you're judged by the end of the season. It'll make the torn ACL feel better if it comes in the game. That matters. I mean, I would think so, but I don't think any player would like it. But for me, if I were a player, I'd be like, I'd rather get hurt during the regular season where it mattered, versus the preseason where like. I got you. Glorified football out there. I got you. Hey, look, check this out, too. So I was talking to a couple of the guys on, on the side today as we were watching practice, and it really got me to thinking, look, I think the Falcons are pretty deep at a lot of different positions, so it got me to wondering, who could be some of the bigger names that don't make this final roster? Because there's always hard decisions, which that means that's a good thing because it means you have a good football team and you have good football players. But really just looking at things uh, on this roster, who do you think could be a surprise name that might not be here come week one? So yesterday, Lee and I kind of did like, hey, if you could cut somebody, who would it be? And I said Keith Smith. <laughs> if you could cut somebody. Yeah, yeah, like Keith Smith has been on the team forever. And what's funny about that, do you know who Keith Smith is? He's a fullback, right? Right. So yeah. I said that and Lee said, who is Keith Smith? So that told me everything I needed to know. But he's been on the team for like three or four years. Great guy, super nice. But I'm just saying, I've never seen him make an actual difference. I've barely seen him play ever. So yeah. I would, I don't know what his salary is, but since he's been there for a few years, I mean, I, to me, I'm like, we could go or the Falcons could definitely probably go without him. And that running back room is so deep that for me, I'm like, me, me. I mean, fullback is like a linebacker on on offense or yeah. kind of, I mean, I don't know. Um, so for me, that's what I said yesterday. But if I have to give you a new guy. Yeah, like, like a guy who, who would maybe, you know, would make people kind of go, hmm, I didn't see that coming. Um, let me think about that while you, you tell me yours. Well, you know, here's kind of what I was thinking. All right. So McGarity. No. Well, um, okay. I mean, maybe that could be yours, but I just really was kind of looking at things though. And I, and so I go and look, this, this name may come as a surprise, but not so much because you've heard me talk before. So you obviously have Bijan Robinson, who's going to get a lot do of touches not, in the backfield, right? Do not do this one. Gosh, <laughs> so, don't do this so one. You have Bijan, He's not getting cut. <laughs> you have He's Bijan not being cut, Robinson, guys. Who's He's gonna going to get a lot nowhere. of carries, right? And then you have Tyler Algier, who 
pretty much had a thousand yard season last year. He didn't so, pretty much. He did. He did. Okay, so a thousand yard season from Tyler uh-huh. Algier. You have Bijan Robinson, who's a top ten draft pick. God, here we there go. There ain't a lot of teams that have a third string running back making about five million dollars per season. CP is more than that. I'm just saying. So when you have a 32-year-old. Scott's wanted CP. to cut CP for like months now. You have a 32-year-old Cordero Patterson who's pretty much at this point no more than a situational player. Does it really make sense to have him on the roster? Yes. He's grooming Bijan. Algier can't do that. He's not old enough. Having CP on that roster in that running backs room will make a difference. He's the leader. CP's the leader. And he doesn't just run the ball. He catches it. And he plays special teams. He plays. He catches the football. He plays special. He's basically a receiver at this point. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna put him, if you're not gonna line him up at running back, you could line him up somewhere else, and he can be basically a receiver. I don't know, Emily. I mean, it's just one of those. I know you want him to go because he's making money, but like he's still as good as ever. I'm just looking at it from a pure management standpoint. I don't think he's aged. It's not my money. I don't care. He can make $10 billion. I don't care. So for me, I'm just looking at this the way NFL teams look at these situations where when you look at the running back position, we all know it's taking place this offseason with running backs trying to get money. So he's getting a decent paycheck for a guy who just look around the league right now. Look at most teams' number three running back. It's normally a guy making about four or five hundred thousand dollars a year. He's a guy who was probably a late round pick. See, he I don't look at ball. him as he a number three. I mean, it's like Algier and Bijan, if we, because we've talked about this before, they might yeah. get equal carries. Okay. They might. So then they're like 1A and 1B, and then you got CP at number two. Yeah. Don't be like that. It ain't but so many CP's carries to my go boy. around, Emily. I'm just saying. I mean, five minutes. They're going to line him up at receiver. About $5 million a year is a Punts, lot to pay for a situation. Kickoff player. returns. Look. He's, he's going to keep going. He's okay. not going anywhere, in okay. my opinion. I'm just look. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me that, if Cordero Patterson gets released. That's your take. That's, the, I, that's I, my hot take. Uh, yeah, it's it's gonna cool <laughs> off real fast. All right. Next. So, so hey, check it out. UGA five preseason All Americans. No surprise. You, no you surprise. could probably, you know what, you know UGA you so well. Guess. You could probably guess who those uh, preseason All Americans well, were. Well, me too, because I don't know who they are. I haven't looked <laughs> okay. yet. All right, Brock Bowers. There's no way he's not on the list. Brock Bowers. Uh, there has to be somebody Let me make from sure. the O-line on there. Maybe Cedric Van Pran. He's a stud. You're right. Center Cedric Van Pran. Uh, well, my favorite player on defense, uh, number 10, I'm looking JDJ, Jamon Dumas Johnson. Is he on there? You you read this list, didn't you? No. Oh, no. You read you this just, list, No, you just said that I know the mm-hmm. team very well. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, who am I missing? Stop. There won't be a running back on there, but Branson will be on there next year. I'm at the look. I'm going through the positions in my mind. Ooh, ooh, the guy Go um, um Williams. Michael Williams. Is he on there? This I that's my hot take. You, you know what? Let me Is Michael Williams up. on there? I was looking at because he came on hot and heavy towards the end of the season. I think he led the team in sacks. So he has to be on that list. He right, has Emily. to. I'm about to give you a list now. No, wait, wait. Did I give you four? Let me have one more. You're missing one. One more. You're missing one. It's not McConkey. You got the first four. And I can't Did believe- I really? You got the first four. I'm not looking over there because your list is up. I know. Ooh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Ooh, um, MVP of the um, bowl game and on uh, on defense and um, the national championship. Um, um, stop. Don't tell about- me. Don't tell me. Nope. Stop. The one, yes, this has to be him. I know who you're thinking about. 
because he got MVP against your team. I know who you're thinking about. Am I right? Am I right? You're not right. Oh, man. <laughs> you got four out of five. Okay. That's impressive. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten four out of five. Uh, you're thinking about Javon Bullard. I am. Malachi Starks was a preseason All-American. Was he really? Well, Malachi he's deserving. Starks. He's deserving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so close. You were so close. Seriously, I, <laughs> all the other the other four were right? The other four were right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right. I, I promise I didn't see the list, guys. I promise. I, told you, I said you could probably name this list. You know UGA so well. You could probably name that list before we even... Smile London. I, I was going to also like maybe put him into consideration as well. That, that's pretty dope that you got four out of five, though, because I don't know too many people outside of people who play for the team or really cover the team really tight on a regular basis that would have been able to get four out of five without even thinking. That's I hope impressive. I impressed everyone out there that listening. Was, that was impressive. <laughs> hey. Go, Georgia. So so let's, let's keep UGA in mind real quick. So this is our last topic here. So I was really looking at Nick Saban was talking before, uh, put a few articles in. They're sort of in the same boat UGA are in as far as their quarterback position, right? They have three guys there who are kind of fighting things out. And Nick Saban, as of right now, doesn't seem to have a great feel for who his quarterback is going to be. Most people who cover Alabama maybe said that he doesn't like any of the three. I agree. Enough. And so who would have thought that right now, maybe a couple of weeks before the season starts, that both UGA and Alabama – don't really know for sure. No, stop. Are. Georgia knows who they're going to play. Kirby knows. Why won't they tell us? Bobo knows. Because this is what Kirby does. He likes to play mind games. He absolutely knows who he's going to start. That's ah, Carson Beck. Carson Beck is going to start. He's going to be QB1. I can tell you that already. He's been in the system the longest. And he can throw the ball. He can throw it. He can't run it, Scott. Don't ever ask him to take off because it looked like Matt Ryan did back in the day. <laughs> uh, so he might be able to get a couple yards. But... When they are in situations where they want to run the ball, they'll then put um, Brock Vandegrift in. And then Gunnar Stockton, I don't know, he might see playing time like in the fourth quarter with five minutes left at some point. Well, I guess that'll keep Vandegrift from transferring to Georgia Tech or something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, stop. So so that'll keep him in the fold. That'll keep him in the fold. No. Hey, I get it. I get it. That's what you have to do nowadays in college football. It's true. It's true. But Carson Beck's the guy. All right, cool. So real quick, what's on your mind? What's on my mind is that Cordero Patterson isn't going anywhere. You have officially made me made my blood boil. I like the guy though. I love CP. He's like the heartbeat of a lot of that locker room. He's he's got personality. He has leadership for days, which that team does not have. Who is the leader of that team? Tell me right now. Like who named five leaders on the Falcons entire team right now? He would be one of the five, maybe one of the top three. He might even be number one. Emily, it's it's definitely not Desmond Ritter. He's too young. There's been unemployed heartbeats before. I'm just saying. Matthews, maybe Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews, yeah. CP. Mm-hmm. Can you name keep come on? Calais might be one on defense. Uh, Grady Jarrett. And now I'm leaving you with the last one. The last leader in that locker room, who would it be? I would say Jesse Bates. He just got there. I but, I, but I think given what Jesse Bates has accomplished um, at his position, he's played in the Super Bowl with the Bengals. I think he has, just from, I know, just kind of from what I've seen and kind of from what I'm hearing, I, I believe that he's going to be a guy who takes that leadership role because I think he has, he comes with that sort of ability to. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, okay. I'm just, look, I'm not. I'm not advocating for CP to be cut because I think that he can do some things to help you. I just think for what the NFL is and for where we're at right now yeah. uh, with the NFL, with the running back position and with how much money he makes and where 
they're at right now with that position, uh, with the talent they have ahead of him on the depth chart, I just think it's a possibility. That's all I'm saying. Well, guys, that'll do it for us on We're this beautiful here. Wednesday. Beautiful Wednesday. Scott and I don't agree on CPZ. But we'll good. see. The final roster is going to be out here before you know it, two weeks. For sure. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Later.